Radio on Super Talk 1270. Now, here's Travis Feist and Rob McLeod. Welcome back, everybody, to Unriveted, a Dakota Customs original podcast. I'm your host, Travis Feist, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Rob McLeod. What's up, guys? Um, Sturgis, we caught, we we made it. We the whole rush it actually yeah, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't bad at all. I think with how hard we got hit last year, um, getting bikes ready and, and, and getting them ready to roll. I think we almost built it up to, or maybe just last year was such a freak year of everybody had to bring their bike to Dakota customs to get it ready. And it wasn't as actually a breeze this year. Yeah. It it really, I think we were more prepared. We were prepared and, but, uh, and I think too, maybe everything with the weather, maybe that kind of had a effect on it, but I think a lot of people just decided not to go. Honestly, yeah, I heard that the attendance was actually down this year yep. in Sturgis. Yeah, that's what I've heard from a few people. So I'm not, I don't know, yeah. like by how much, but I heard it was down. No, it's funny. Everybody was asking me, it's like, you got to be swamped with Sturgis going on right now. It's like, actually, we're swamped, but not with bikes. Yeah. So it's is what it is. I mean, yeah. obviously, we love to help people out and get their bikes um, ready for them, but it's also nice just moving forward without the exterior or the you know the the Sturgis business coming mm-hmm. in so yeah I stopped over at um the Harley shop god what was that yesterday did you get your parts uh, yeah no there's um, parts in there I almost go there every day there is yeah you got bike parts oh thanks for telling me Merry Christmas was, yeah hey geez happy Wednesday yeah so is it actually like Christmas if I actually pay for them yes okay it so is, yeah I get a lot it's I get a Christmas almost every day Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cost of hey, business. Cool. Well, thanks for telling me my parts because <laughs> I was actually thinking about that today. It's like, God, usually they're usually here by now. But... I was actually going to pick them up. Didn't get a chance to do so. So I was actually going to hand deliver them, but hmm. you can pick them up yourself now. <laughs> yeah. I like when Harley calls me and that my stuff is in. It is it is a good feeling. But yeah. So anyways, I was in there last week. I think it was like the beginning of the week, and I was talking to the parts guy there, and and uh, even he said too. He says, you know, we're like we're busy, but it wasn't over the top like what they're used to compared to you know previously. But then you go back and talk to Ben, talk in the to shop, Ben, and yeah, yeah. he's you, you you keep the conversations really short because no, he's he, frustrated. He keeps the conversations <laughs> really short because he's got. Yeah, a million things to do. Yeah, it's like I go in there and he I, doesn't I, want to hear it either. No, I go in there and I want to tease him and like pick on him a little bit and and give him some grief. And he's just like, I'm not having it today. I just one of those days. So I'm like, all right, buddy, see you later. It's so funny. Like, how many times I'll catch him out on a test ride? It's just like he's just ripping through these test rides because he's got a million other test rides to do. So yeah, yeah. no. But so I know their shop's been busy, but still great. Great group of people. I love going in there and, and BSing with those guys. And and uh, and I think, if I remember it, I think Bill's actually going to be on our show next week. So we can hound on him a little bit and talk to him about his little Sturgis rush. But yeah, I'd have to say it wasn't too bad for us. Um, but our shop itself, we got a lot of, um, we got a couple of new projects that came in. And, 
and we're getting started on those. Uh, so again, full shop, got a ton of stuff going on. That's uh, never going to change. No, we can it's, honest, it's, it's, it's understood. Good, yeah, it's yeah. a good feeling to be honest with you. Um, can get overwhelming, but it is. It's a good thing or, or a good problem to have, I guess. So just try to knock out what we can in a timely matter. Um, and with all that, um, I know we've been really trying hard. I think we started um, back in April, I think, roughly in that time frame. Um, I think it was pretty much what got everything going was at the Freedom Riders Bike Show and I believe that was in March. April. Was it? Yeah, beginning of April? April. Yeah. And they raised money for the uh, Western North Dakota Honor Flight. And I've been looking into this um, uh, foundation, I guess I believe it's called, or... Well, we're technically a nonprofit. Nonprofit, yeah. So um, about doing something like this, and I was thinking about it already at last year, and by that time, I think fall was coming around, and, and we just had a lot going on, and I just wasn't able to put something together. And being at the bike show, it, it triggered and got me like, okay, I, I got to get going on this. And so we started a raffle um, attempted to, I should say, back in April. Uh, we ran into some some snags on our end, but we got them all worked out. And and um, so we we came up with a hundred gun raffle through Shields uh, to help raise money for the Western North Dakota Honor Flight. And with me today, I was actually able to grab uh, Dennis uh, Berdalski, the president of the nonprofit and um we get to pick his brain a little bit and he can tell us what it's all about and where the proceeds and how and what it uh what the western north dakota honor flight's all about so thanks for taking time out dennis i know it was really short notice um but i'm glad that you're able to take time out and uh and visit with us and talk on our podcast thanks for having me absolutely yeah so uh, the Western North Dakota Honor Flight was organized in 2019. Um, of course, then after we organized and we were planning for our first trip, then COVID hit. That delayed us uh, all through 2021. We belong to the National Honor Flight Network, which has a set of policies and rules, and they actually help coordinate your trips in D.C. And uh, we had, you know, couldn't fly. And so... Uh, originally, we thought that raising funds was going to be our difficult part. Well, with that much time, we were able to piece together enough funding to cover the first flight. We took our inaugural flight in um, April of 2022. And uh, ironically, we took uh, at that trip, we took 99 veterans. After that flight, within the first the month after it, our, we had grown that 99 plus another nearly 100. So Jeez. the numbers, the word is getting out there. Every time we fly, our list grows, which is a good problem to have. That mm-hmm. means we're fulfilling the need. Um, we've been able to get some uh, major funding, which has helped us concentrate more on the product and making sure that our flights are high quality, the best uh, experience that the veterans will have. Mm-hmm. Our our board is a group of, uh, there's a total of 15 of us counting the officers, uh, everyone is not paid. It's you know purely volunteer. 
Uh, all money raised goes directly to the flights and to the veterans. Currently, we fly uh, World War II vets, which there's getting fewer and fewer. We have one on our list right now, and I don't think he's going to be capable of flying in our uh, October upcoming flight. However, um, there's still quite a few Koreans, uh, Korean War veterans, and we kind of cover the people from Korean War up to the Berlin crisis, which was the 19, early 1960s. Uh, after that, they're considered Vietnam vets. Um, and then uh, we take the veterans in order, first of all, the war order, so World War II, Korea, Vietnam. And then of those, we take um, its first come, first serve. Whoever applied first of the Vietnam vets will get to travel first. So, um, like I said, we took our inaugural flight last April. Um, then we went back to fundraising, as we always do. Um, when the list grew, we knew we had to do something. We were able to reach out to a couple uh, foundations here in town, and uh, they, they've come through for us. Uh, we're still raising money through our, our grassroots and a lot of service clubs, the DAVs, the American Legions. Hmm. I don't want to miss anybody, the AMVETs, the mm -hmm. VFWs, uh, both local to Bismarck and most of the uh, small towns. We, we Our service area, I had showed in our brochure, covers roughly from Highway 52 over by Jamestown all the way west to the uh, North Dakota border mm -hmm. with Montana and from South Dakota to Canada. So it's a pretty large coverage area. Yeah, yep. um, and as I said, um, we have a lot of veterans in the Bismarck area, but we also have a lot in the Minot area, Williston, uh, Watford City, uh, Dickinson has been a, uh, we've had a lot of activity at Dickinson, also a couple fundraising events. We've done uh, Deuces Wild, uh, hosted in Minot last December. We're trying to not make it a Bismarck-centric group. We mm -hmm. cover the entire, you know, two-thirds of the state, so we want to make sure that we're getting out where the veterans are. Sure. Yeah, it's, uh, I've actually talked to a couple of people have actually gone on this, and they said it's it's quite the experience. And you know, even with this, um, this honor flight, like that's, you know, when you average even 100 people, like you said, this next one's 120, that's just the veterans. That's not the help. That's not, you know, the, the people that have to go with to help make this happen. So it's, it's a plane fall. I mean, you're, you're pretty much renting the whole commercial flight to go down there. And it's just not even just, a, it's not about the flight. It's, getting down there it's you know the the stay the the tour you know the meals i mean you got to help these people and everything else i mean there's a lot more to it than just well we're raising money to book a plane ticket well it's it's way more extensive than that exactly um so the typical flight uh we're heavily you know setting itineraries and stuff right now so all this information is fresh in my mind but mm -hmm. um the, the last three flights were flying to BWI, Baltimore, Washington International. Now that's 45 minutes away from the DC, you know, uh, metro area. Mm -hmm. But uh, Allegiant was the only plane available, the only company that had a plane available for that particular weekend. Because we have to coordinate with things that are going on in the DC area. We have to make sure that uh, we're not going to come back to weather, which ironically, on our very first flight, we landed 
on Monday night, and I don't know if you guys remember the April 2022 oh, yeah. storm. Mm-hmm. It started the next day. So luckily, all all of the veterans got home after that and uh, before the snow hit. Um, so anyhow, getting back to the trip, we um, we have um, like I said, we ideally we go for 95 to 100 veterans, but then there's five medical, a doctor, and then uh, different types of nurses, a psychologist. Uh, because they tend to have, uh, the Vietnam veterans in particular, have issues with uh, the Vietnam Memorial, things along those lines. When they returned back in the 70s, um, a lot of them would go straight to the San Francisco airport's restroom and get out of their uniform because they knew if they went any farther into the public that there would be, uh, you know, they could be spat on or called baby killers, all that kind of thing. And... um, it, that was just bad for them, and so mm-hmm. we try to, you know, be careful of, uh, you know, their emotional health. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, we have the medical, the vets, we have the logistics people, which would be, uh, we have board members, and we also have uh, vet, our volunteers that travel with us. Um, it takes a lot of wheelchairs, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, you know, helping do the bags, things along those lines. So we generally have you know 12 to 15 people that are helping the veterans you know go, know where to go and uh distribute the food on the buses and speaking of buses the buses is a major expense uh we're chartering four buses for um for the the team and we break them up into the four buses and that's for two days in in dc generally we land you know like at bwi approximately mid-morning after departing Bismarck at uh, 7 a.m. Um, then we tour through the day. We head back to the hotel, which is uh, the last couple flights has been. Uh, we stay in downtown D.C. And uh, then that night they have a little bit of time to rest, and then we bring them downstairs and we do a banquet. Hmm. And uh, we just kind of go over what happened during the day. We uh, talk about... Um, Sometimes we have a guest speaker. Sometimes we have entertainment. So um, each time, like you add a feature, that adds cost. Our first flight was approximately one hundred sixty-nine thousand dollars. Wow! Most wow. people freak out about that, but it's to charter an aircraft, and we actually, because we signed early, had COVID pricing on fuel, which mm-hmm. was actually lower because no one was flying. Well, since then, between the inflation and then just you know. Uh, fuel going up price you know just price of oil um our next flight it's probably going to be closer to the two hundred thousand dollar mark so mm-hmm. and you know and that's and that's crazy when you actually think about it like something each trip by the time you think about could possibly run you a quarter million dollars every trip and well and if we were paying or anyone to do the admin work or logistics or all that we would but because mm-hmm. you know that's volunteer time you know, hundreds upon hundreds of hours to plan one of these trips. So, yes. so it's go ahead, go ahead. So, is this um this October flight? Is this going to be the second one since your inaugural? Oh, uh, no. Actually, we had we had the inaugural. We had the um, the the second a- April one, which was twenty twenty three. Okay. And now this is our third flight altogether. So technically, what you said was correct. It's the second after the inaugural, but. Um, we at first in April we didn't think we were going to be able to do a second flight, but then we were able with some donations. Uh, we decided we had the funding cool. and we could make that commitment. And 
it's looking pretty good right now. It's uh, we're busy. I mean, mm-hmm. every day I'm answering. Our letters had gone out for this flight for the veterans who were. I don't want to say selected. They, their number had come up, and uh, we sent those letters out. And approximately seventy to seventy-five of them have already replied. So, wow. yeah, very. And some of them, like if let's say someone has something personal that they just can't do, they were selected but they can't make this flight. They can defer and go on the next one. Okay. And so then we pull the next person on the the waiting list in. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. Everyone's ready to go, and mm-hmm. we this is our third one, so we know what we know, and there's less of what we don't know. Mm-hmm. So now it, we're focusing on just refining the trip and making it the best experience we can. Sure. So can you explain to the listeners like what the trip all consists of? So it's like you leave Monday, you fly. And then um, I imagine, do you tour anything like right away that first day or do you like go to the hotel or kind of like run through an itinerary, like what, how you guys do a trip or where you see or what, what you'll look at? Okay. So um, I'll, I'll use the last trip as an example, because this one's still the itinerary has been set. Mm -hmm. Um, So actually we have uh, the veterans arrive at the airport 5.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. And so um, we feed them, we get them checked in, get them through TSA, we feed them at the airport. So they have breakfast there. Then um, everyone get boards the plane. Um, we have assigned seats um, just so we can kind of keep like buddies together. But mm-hmm. we also try to mix it up a little bit. So people sit with people that are not familiar with too. Um, and then we mix in all the support staff where we can. Um, but with some of them, we have to have near the front because you need to be able to get off the plane quickly and get the stuff, you know, the wheelchairs, things along those lines. So anyway, uh, we jump, you know, the plane takes off, you lose the hour going to DC. So you land around 11. It's a two hour flight, but you lose that hour. Um, collect the bags. We do all that ourselves. Um, we have the uh, people who provide the lunches meet us at the airport. And we take the uh, put those on the buses and distribute them because we have a 45 minute drive back to D.C. Uh, if the weather's nice, we can stop, say, Fort McHenry, one of those places. Um, but we finish. Um, they eat their meal as we come into D.C. Our, generally, our first stop has been the uh, the Marine Memorial. Like, I don't know. It's hard to describe the one like you see in the uh, flags of our fathers. Um, Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. It's it's a big area. It's too. I used to live in D.C. when I was in the military, and uh, so it would be to the north and to the east of say the Pentagon, and uh, we we tour that in a few minutes. You know, up to thirty minutes. Uh, it does take time to get the everyone off the buses on the mm-hmm. buses. So each stop is a minimum of thirty minutes. Um, on this last trip, uh, we went to Arlington. We watched the uh, Changing of the Guard, which uh, or the you know the uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Oh, okay. Very interesting. It's very reverent. Everyone has a good time. <clears throat> Everybody understands, you know, the gravity of the situation. Mm-hmm. Load them back on the buses. Uh, this last time we didn't have to go too far because the uh, we had a, a female, our first female veteran, travel with us, and she received an award. And where it was was at the Women's Memorial which is, I don't want to say it's on Arlington grounds, but it's very close. Mm-hmm. So that was our next stop. Uh, after that, we went to the Air Force Memorial. And um, I think I'm missing something, but anyway, um, so moving on. And then after that, then we, that, 
by that time we'd already been out. Uh, it was getting to be four thirty, quarter to five, and so we headed to the hotel. We got everybody in the hotel. It gives them a chance to relax if they need, because they're going to nap on the in the on the plane and mm-hmm. on the bus. But if they need to clean up that kind of thing, and then they come downstairs between six and six thirty. It's like a cocktail hour, and then we serve the meal. Um, uh, we have a, our guest speaker, go, you know, just go through the common banquet stuff. Usually we try to get them in their beds or at least heading back upstairs between 9, 9.30 DC time, which would be 8.30 central. Sure. And um, just to try to keep them on a, a schedule. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we ask them to report downstairs at 6.30 with all their bags. And we feed them a plated breakfast, uh, load everybody back up. And by 7.30, quarter to 8, we jump on uh, the buses. And on this last trip, we went to the National Archives, which is uh, really interesting. Um, the Magna Carta is there, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all of that is there and it's present. On our first flight, we actually took our flight picture there. Uh, this last flight, we didn't. We, uh, we chose to do it on the steps of Lincoln Memorial. Uh, so, and at that point, then, like we said, we headed over to uh, the Navy Memorial because it's literally behind the building, uh, the archives building. Mm-hmm. Then we went to um, uh, the Vietnam, Lincoln, Korean Memorial, all in the same area. Uh, luckily, we were able to get um, the, the parks police or whatever to give us parking nearby. And we unloaded. Everybody went out and did their visits and checked the memorials out took the picture on this last trip and uh then they came back and we fed them lunch and we had to world war ii and i think i'm missing a stop but i cannot think mm. of what it is but uh generally because dc traffic on a monday which is when we're heading back um we try to get on the road by 4:30 uh to get us to the airport by 5:30 to get them on the plane by six their time to come back oh wow so it's it sounds like a whirlwind tour, and I know the Fargo Honor Flight does it slightly differently, but they also have more resources than we have, and they've been doing it a lot longer. I think we're aiming to do either a midweek trip in future flights or expand it, you know, depending on funding. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, th- that's kind of how a trip goes. I know it sounds, you know, you're, you're on the move. Um, Veterans can, if they need, if they need assistance, they can either ask one of the the volunteers to help, or they can bring their own travel companion. And um, I would say probably ten, twenty percent op for that. Mm-hmm. But what that does is that cuts into the number of seats on the plane for veterans. So what we try to do is optimize. You know, there's a balance, mm-hmm. and we, so far we've been able to hit that. Sure. So you guys don't fly on a military plane no no it's commercial okay yeah yeah the military would it, it would cost a lot more than that hundred thousand dollars to bet. put a military plane in the air so is it is it pretty hard to collaborate all this you know to get everything because i mean you got to rely on so many different businesses and people to make this all line up is it when you kind of tell them like who you are and what like is, are people really on board and and is it pretty easy to try to get everything set up or does it take a lot of timing and a lot of like trying to figure this stuff out to coordinate all this it is because you guys are doing a lot of stops there's a, actually a lot going on in two days yeah you know? yeah we kind of call it a dance um so the honor flight portal has uh, a lot of resources for us to use where you can get your permits for arlington or 
or order your buses and things like that, but you still have the mechanism back here working where someone has to do um, uh, make the payments. Our, our treasurer has to be the one to go out and make those payments. They're, they're large even for deposits. Um, we do that, and then we get a final up bill at the end and pay that through check. But, uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of coordination. Uh, luckily, the Honor Flight in D.C. has a, a volunteer network that greets us at the airport, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the last one was really cool. We, we came down. Our, um, our ramp was quite a ways, I think, from the the main door where the buses would be. And as we walked, and they, people started seeing them, they started cheering for them. Oh wow! And so yeah, That's you cool. see, yeah, you see the tears rolling, yeah. and mm. yeah, it, it it's really touching. I took my dad on one. That's how I got familiar with the Honor Flight. He lived in Missouri, and uh, it was uh, the Springfield area. I think it's called the uh, Ozark Honor, Honor Flight. And uh, so, me being a veteran, you know, I arranged for him to go, and I went as his traveling companion. And um, it was really. I completely enjoyed it because I'd only been out of the military for five years at that point. And uh, he really enjoyed it because some of my friends who worked at the Pentagon Mm -hmm. came and greeted us at the Korean Memorial. And the entire trip, though, he talked about that from that was 2011. And he died in 2016, and he did not go a day without talking about that flight. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I, from what I hear, that's common. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who... uh, report back to us or or you see in the obituary where they said that he really enjoyed his honor flight trip so i've i've seen that too i've had um a few now um veterans come in and they wanted to buy raft tickets just to support it and when they said i was on an honor flight you could just see it in them that they were it just they're full of energy like it was an unforgettable experience so it just it truly touches these veterans after the fact so it's like yeah i was gonna say the uh, the bismarck homecomings have been awesome um the first one uh we were on time but we didn't you know we didn't know that you really should have the wheelchair people you know the ones that are completely dependent near the front Mm -hmm. and so um now on this last one, we tried to space it out, and we let people know that there were still people on the plane, and we had just a great turnout. We had legislators, both you know, federal and state legislators. We had um, just a ton of uh, people. I mm-hmm. mean, that airport, I didn't think it hold more after the first flight. Well, they proved me wrong on the second because it was even more crowded. And from what I heard, um, I was actually helping a, a veteran that uh, needed uh, wheelchair assistance and uh, it was just a lot of these guys like i said the vietnam guys never got a homecoming there was world war ii they got one korean they came back a few at a time but the vietnam guys they never got anything and so mm-hmm. it, that was tough and my brother is uh vietnam age he he was only over there a few months and uh that place changed a lot of people and it's just oh. great that we can do something to kind of mitigate that that trauma and let mm-hmm. them know that people do appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Maybe provided a little bit of closure to what they did. Exactly. That's what That's our, huge. our psychologist on the last couple of flights, Penny, she was uh, very um, 
she she warned us that some of them may have trouble mm-hmm. at just different things and uh but it was kind of neat to see the ones you thought would be the most uh fragile were able to go up and find their friends names on the wall and make the uh the rubbings and yeah it's pretty pretty cool it, you want to do it so it's yeah fun. yeah it's uh it means a lot to the people that were involved in it and um it's actually something neat to see i'd never been or seen something like that and it would be cool to uh um eventually sometime take a vacation and actually get to see some of this stuff but i know again i've talked to a few people that have been on it and definitely like you said earlier it, it is something that they talk about and it is something that i think it's it's a good thing to um take them down there and just to see it everything now that what you know what they've been through and, and uh i think it's a great idea but you do hear that the people that, that have gone on it, like you said, you hear it like in their obituaries or in their write-up and stuff like that. That it is something that they talk about. Um, or again, if you t- or if you ran into somebody that has been down there, it is something that they do bring up and they do talk about. My dad told a story. Uh, so he had never been to DC proper <clears throat> when he was coming home from uh, Europe after World War II. <clears throat> he says they were on trains and they outskirted town so they could kind of see the tops of buildings and stuff mm-hmm. and if you if you know the washington monument stands up pretty high but nothing else does mm-hmm. and that was one thing he says yeah we could see the lights and we could see you know tops of things but they never got to actually see what was there and then all these great memorials have been built uh the world war ii memorial that was the one i forgot by the way i said we did another stuff um that one is really great because every state has its own panel of granite and it's done around the fountain and it's just really a a very well done monument Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and it's meant to be interactive you can walk you can touch everything and yeah it's it's pretty slick i he really enjoyed that one too because that was his Mm -hmm. he got to go see kansas because that's where he you know he he went into the army from and oh sure yeah so when you when you ask for the volunteers to help out with that do you prefer that you get new blood every time or do you get the same people to help out just so that or no actually this is me being a planner and someone Mm -hmm. that was previously military um i always think that you should uh, train your replacement Mm -hmm. and so um what we've been doing is we have a lot of people who will say hey i want to go on a flight well in order to put in an element of fairness what we try to do is we have those people log their hours of volunteer time sure. because you know it, you can't just pull that money from nowhere mm-hmm. and uh, and other events where we're just out in the public and things like that and uh, those people log their hours and then if they're interested in traveling because some people just want to do it just to do it and they don't mm-hmm. want to really go on the flight or they're not physically capable uh, what we try to do is look at that list and give those people you know first opportunity sure so if someone wants to go as a volunteer on the honor flight uh yeah better start volunteering early yeah go well go see well go see our uh western north dakota or western ndhf.org web page or our facebook page western north dakota honor flight sure and uh you'll see opportunities there you can uh get with us uh my phone number's on there if you want to call me and discuss it uh Mm -hmm. Uh, we also have an email where you can just send an email to make contact and and we're looking for to have feelers out all over uh you know 
we've had some good luck out in Dickinson. We were they did a Dickinson Big Sticks game, and few people from here traveled, but some of our volunteers helped out there too. It went great, and they made they raised I think they were saying fifteen hundred dollars, which is enough to take a, a veteran all in out there and a little more so that's good and every little bit counts mm-hmm. yeah so how if somebody would be interested in helping out and donating uh what's some of the best ways of going about that well they could buy some of these raffle tickets well, yeah they could start with these nice green raffle <laughs> tickets right yeah. here yeah because uh, those, those proceeds will, will go to the honor flight we do have on our web page a um a link that uh for donations uh, we also have, let me look here. Yeah, that, like I said, it was the uh, westerndhf.org. Uh, you also have the opportunity to, uh, you could contact one of us and we can, uh, you know, have you attend our next fundraiser, whatever that may be. Right now we're heavy into the planning mode. Mm-hmm. So we did a Pizza Rants uh, fundraiser here probably a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Up yeah. north, I think they did yeah. something. I heard, yep. And so th- those are the types of things we're doing as we're heading into a trip. As we're coming out of the trip, we're looking to maybe do another d- uh, Dueling Pianos event. Uh, I know there's been uh, people in Williston that are are excited about doing something like that. Uh, we we definitely want to do something here, maybe partner with uh, Gateway to Science. My daughter works there. so <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, um, seeing about partnering with them and just try to utilize the space and get people excited and you know it, it works great to have locals do it but it's also great to have the feelers out in all the communities and mm-hmm. and uh just kinmare um i think it's the kinmare veterans club they've been a great supporter year over year uh mdu resources foundation i actually work for mdu full disclosure there but uh they they've helped us out every year uh, the Leach Foundation has been a major benefactor. Um, the Freedom Riders, yep. yeah. So I, I know I don't want to mention everybody, but I don't want to miss anyone. It's just mm-hmm. that we have a lot of great people, and sure. and then there's the people who uh, we just had one. I'll mention his name. His name was Leo Volk. He was uh, a Minot veteran who flew on our last flight, and he passed away in June. And the family's recommendation was to make donations to wow. the honor flight and. The, a few checks have flown in from the, or come in from that. So, yeah, it's uh, there's a number of ways. And if you have an idea and you think we can do something, mm-hmm. or if you want to help organize something, just c- call me or send us a info at. I have to look at it because it's a new email address. Info at westerndhf.org, and that that sends an email directly to me on my phone. Sure. Well, <laughs> I know with uh, even with us at Dakota Customs, I know we uh, we have a lot of future plans that uh i'd like to i can't quite disclose or say anything about but i do have a lot of plans on on future upcoming events and stuff so we will do what we can also to help youth with you guys and and do some stuff um it'd be awesome to try to just make it a goal for you know dakota customers to help some way shape or form with each flight mm -hmm. just because um this you never know how we may help a veteran get on this flight who may never be able to do it again. Right. And so, just a short story there. Um, as you said, uh, COVID was tough on us because we right. had our we had our group that initially signed up, and we we're going through our lists of apps, and then we got permission to fly, and we start trying to contact people, 
And I believe there were 16 people that passed away between the time when they signed up and when we were actually allowed to fly. So, and that happens every flight. Uh, We try to recognize them. We do a bio book, we call it, uh, a short story about what, where they came from, what they did in the military and what they did after their service. And um, we do one of those for everyone on the plane and a, a few extra just so people can, you know, if they want to purchase one. But mm-hmm. uh, but it's kind of neat because then they get to read. If they're sitting next to a guy, they'll look them up. And, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. And then so it's a lot of them will build uh, relationships, you know, sure. kind of after the fact. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have, you know, coffee groups or something set up mm-hmm. for people who went together. So do you have somewhere where you have a list of the people that have gone on this so that these upcoming veterans that are going on, they can see, like, if they know somebody that went on, like, a the first flight or second flight, well, that they they can look at, like, their little wall yeah. of, of attendance? Yeah, we haven't published one, but there's been discussion about that because people have asked that sure. exact question. Uh, one of our big things is, is uh, some people just are private. And so we give them the opportunity to opt out, but we also create a, a sheet of all the veterans who have opted in to uh, with their contact info and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if they meet somebody on the flight and they remember his name was Virgil, whatever, they can look up Virgil and then maybe sure. contact him that way. So, yep. But if they want their privacy, that privacy is restricted. Sure. Yeah. No, I get it. Are you guys um, looking into the future? Um I don't know what's going on with this, but a little staticky. Uh, looking into the future towards, like, eventually offering flights for um, veterans who served in the Middle East, Afghan? Actually, yes. Um, it's a natural progression. Right, and yep. As our numbers dwindle You'll start for moving future on. flights, yep. we would probably go. I, what would be the next conflict? There was Grenada. Because there was a storm, nice lull. Yeah. And yep. then there was Grenada, then there was Desert Storm, mm-hmm. yeah. then Desert Shield all those years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we would work through that global war on terror. Eventually, it's probably, a, you know, it's going to be a while because if we're only taking two flights a year, um, you know, we would get to them. And I would hope that legacy of the honor flight will continue. So, yeah. It should be pretty big by then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Yeah. That would be the next big thing to look forward to in the future. Yeah. And or you can start setting like adding an additional flight for, you know, uh, yeah. like to mm-hmm. Afghanistan and stuff like mm-hmm. that to to set something up. That would be a a big thing too to look at. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do want to say that uh, with this, I know uh, Palky Steel. Um, they uh, they're one of the um, businesses that stepped up to help sell tickets. Um, Mike over at Vance Fleet, uh, Northwest, uh, all actually all the Northwest tire shops, um, Harley on the Strip, uh, Lonesome Dove. And I want to actually give a shout out to uh, Marty, the president of the Freedom Riders. Uh, he caught wind that uh, we were doing this and um, helping raise money. And uh, they held a meeting and they were all 100% on board to step up and help us uh, sell the tickets and do whatever they could as a um, as a volunteer to help out with all this too to help raise money. So um, I I want to do a huge shout out to the Freedom Riders. That was cool that they stepped up and and got involved on in this deal also. So again, thanks to those guys. Uh, if you are at a bar and um, you do want to get 
a ticket, just ask your local bartender there. They should have them behind the desk or their counter um, if you would like to purchase a ticket. Um, also, I think uh, KIST is probably going to have some tickets there that uh, if you're in that area, you can stop in at KISS. We will be at the races Friday night selling tickets, and we will be at the Carson Car Show this weekend. It's kind of like the selling tickets there too. The so. Grant County Fair Rodeo Car yeah. Show, kind of their their county fair weekend. Yeah, this so weekend. So there's a lot going on. Um, also, I want to talk about so with this raffle. What's nice about it is, so we're. Our goal is to raffle off a hundred guns. Um, they're just randomly picked. There's, there's nothing. No, we didn't sit down and put a list. What we'd like to see, um, we left it in Shields' hands. They, they randomly pick a variety of of guns to raffle off. The good thing about it is, it's what I try to explain to people. It's you're not just buying a twenty dollar ticket to win a gun if you're not into the guns. The money goes towards a really good cause for this uh, Western North Dakota Honor Flight. But what's nice about it is if you do get drawn and your name does get picked, you don't have to accept the gun. You will get what whatever that gun uh, retails for, what tax, you will get that equal dollar amount of a, a gift card to use at Shields for anything else. So you can look at it that you could possibly win a free money at Shields for 20 bucks. So it's you can look at it however you want, and there's a lot to offer at Shields. Um, if you're into sporting goods, grilling, I think we talked about they have spices, um, outdoor uh, entertainment, fishing, uh, shoes, they have clothing. So Sunglasses. Sunglasses, there you go. Uh, so, again, it's not just about the guns, um, but it's what we use to get you to buy the ticket. But you can also use, like I said, the gift card towards anything inside a shield so it's actually a pretty good deal so yeah that should be good because it'll help people who aren't necessarily hunters and they wouldn't know what they would do with a gun right yeah it gives them an opportunity to pick something that they can use or want or, yep. or give the gift card as a gift yeah if you yep if you can't spend money at shields man i don't know <laughs> well i don't know where it. you can spend money at yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh they and luckily for you, they actually have snowmobiling stuff. I think they sell climb, I think, stuff there. They did at yeah, one time. Yeah, so golf stuff, too. Golf. So, again, yeah. they, it's it's unlimited amount of stuff. They, it's Oakley is whatever. So, again, that's something to think about is it's not just about the guns, but you could, like, if you win, you could get whatever that gun valued at with tax. You get that as a gift card to use at any thing that you want throughout the whole store so yeah. just something to keep in mind because everybody's like well, I'm, I'm not buying a ticket i'm not in the guns well oh, yeah. you can you can use it for uh shields itself you can so. get like i know the they got their little bakery coffee shop deli and it's good like they got a walleye sandwich there that's tough to beat really so yeah um you can get a a month's worth of free meals if you wanted so but, and the best part is is uh your twenty dollars. Yeah, exactly. As, as I said, it uh, we are a nonprofit. Plus, we're also I'm, not that I'm inferring that there's a tax advantage here. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that. Um, what I'm saying is, is that twenty dollars will go directly to a veterans' cause, right? Which, which is awesome. Yeah. So it's if if it's not even about what the gun, it's you got to think like to give twenty dollars to make something very special and unique for a veteran. To me, it's worth way more than 20 bucks. So 
Do what yeah, you this can. Is really cool. Yep. Do what you can. Help out. Um, again, we're going to do our part. See what we can do to help out, and we will continue to help out. Like we're not just going to stop here. Like I said, it's just Dakota, the beginning. Yeah, Dakota Customs. I, me personally, I have a lot of future plans. I, I'm like my mind is out there. I have a lot of things that uh, is going to be happening here in the future with Dakota Customs. So as we grow and proceed, and you know, moving forward. Um, I'll always keep this in my back pocket to always help what we can for the Western North Dakota Honor Flight. So, again, it means a lot to me to help out, and we will do what we can as a business to also give in return for this good cause. Um, I do want to say thanks, Dennis, for short notice that you were able to come in and chat with us. I appreciate it. It means a lot. So, um, again, don't forget, uh, There's you can research this if you want to help donate on the Internet. Um, I'm sure it's it's out there if, if you just even want to find out how and where. If you just research the Western North Dakota Honor Flight, you will find all the information that you need to help donate or um, whatever that you need. If it's if it's funding or even help volunteer to help out, like it's I'm sure everybody's looking for a volunteer on this thing. So again, every little bit counts, and uh, I'm sure they will be greatly appreciated for. Um, everything that you've done. Also, I want to say thanks to all the veterans out there. Thanks for your service. Honestly, it means a lot. So can't forget about thanking just even up front the veterans out there. It's thank you. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to live the lives we live today each and every day without them. So yeah, so uh, can't tip our hats enough. Correct. I agree 100%. Uh, don't forget podcast airs. 1270 a.m. on the Super Talk radio station. Um, you can check us out on our uh, website, um, on our Spotify, YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We're out there. Uh, don't forget to comment. If there's anything um, you guys want to discuss or talk about, leave comments. We will answer. We will talk about it on our upcoming podcast. If there's anything um, that you guys want to know, um, other than that, Dennis, again, thank you for Man, having me. Thank you. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, it's glad to have you on here. So we'll have to cool. do. We might have to do a follow up one after the yes, this upcoming yep. flight. So the flight so went and, yep. Yeah, it'd I'd be, be curious because I think a lot of our listeners that are into this and um, actually, there's a lot out there that know what the Western Dakota flight would be nice to hear the feedback and how when your flights actually went. I want to know more. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we can get uh, one of our local oh, veterans yeah. to come in. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be cool. We can get yeah somebody that's local, and we mm -hmm. can have them talk about it too. So I think yeah. that'd be something cool that we could, yeah. we could definitely work out. Looking so, forward to that. Yeah, so don't forget, get your raffle ticket. Uh, you can contact us. You can message us if you need some tickets, um, cash and check only. Uh, so it's 20 bucks to help donate. So, again, thanks, listeners. I appreciate it. Until um, next time, we'll see you later. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Unriveted Radio. Also available on demand with the Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Download in the App Store or Google Play today. Unriveted Radio, presented by Dakota Customs, a full-service custom garage on the Strip in Mandan. This program has been paid for by...